0: Welcome to the WP Tonic WordPress and SaaS podcast. Jonathan Denwood and his co-host Stephen Souder interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Take it away, guys. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic this week in WordPress and SaaS. We've got a great guest. It shows 647 to say we've got a great guest returning, Vito Palug of Ahram, a friend of the show. I've probably butchered his name, butchered the project, butchered everything, but I'm going to let Vito quickly introduce himself and then we'll get into this great interview. Would you like to introduce yourself,
1: Vito, to the trial? Yeah. So, I'm Vito. I'm the founder of Atarim, uh, which is a platform that helps web agencies and uh, uh, freelancers to better collaborate with their clients, get to deadlines on time, and systemize the project delivery.
0: That's great. And I've got my great co host, Stephen. Stephen, would you like to introduce yourself to new listeners and viewers of the triad? Yeah, Stephen
2: Souter from hustlefish.com. That's great.
0: And before we go into the main point of this video, which is all going to be about Vito's experience of being an agency owner, um, then doing his own SaaS products, what he has learned on this amazing journey, we have to go for our quick break for our major sponsor to tell them about their amazing product. We will be back in a few moments, folks. Hi there folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you're just paid at one fixed rate with Castos, Plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing. Also, for the WP Tonic Tribe, Castos is just offering an amazing deal. If you go to the WP Tonic website, backlink, newsletter, you can get your first six months at half price. That's right, half price. That's only an exclusive offer to you, the tribe. Also, you'll be able to sign up for the WP Tonic weekly Weekly newsletter, which keeps you informed about all the stories and what's happening in the WP Tonic tribe. Please show your support for the show and support Castos. It's a fantastic platform. We're coming back. Really looking forward to this interview. Vito's one of my favorite WordPress friends. Um, so, um, Vito. What do you see has, you know, your product helps digital agencies with handling their clients and you've got a very large um, online community through your Facebook groups and your other activities. So you interact with a lot of digital agency, WordPress agency owners. Are there any kind of consistent problems that you see them dealing with on a daily, weekly basis, that you would like to share with
1: the tribe. Right. Yes, we all, all we all share the same exact problems, and this is what is um, uh, this is what is was kind of mystifying to me when I got into this game because as a as an agency owner, I was living in this uh, you know kind of a bubble with my own team and my own clients, and I didn't realize that every experience that I was going through. Um, Hundreds of other, hundreds of thousands of other uh, people all over the world are going through the exact same challenges. Uh, If you want to pinpoint this to three stuff, there's only three big problems when it comes to running an agency. Uh, And and the first thing is gathering content from clients, uh, getting uh, designs approved. And getting the clients to really give you the information that you need um, um, on the support or on all of those communications. Uh, Building websites, no one has a problem to do. That's that's what I learned. Everyone can build a website. That is never the challenge. Uh, The challenge is always on the service delivery Getting the the, the uh, to the deadlines, um, uh, working with other people to meet those deadlines and to get them to act on the stuff that we do. Now, more than this, what I found is that the re- the main reason behind this, and um, uh, I think you guys you guys would agree, um, most the the like overwhelming majority of our industry are people are creative people. Uh, We came into this game from just wanting to build a nice website, a a beautiful website, maybe came from uh, the graphic side, maybe came from the code side, which is also as developers, which is also a very creative um, uh, process. Um, We're not project managers uh, at heart. You know, we're not uh, business owners at heart we learn how to do this on the go and, and we learn from our own experiences and whatever, you know, listening to podcasts and, uh, and, tr- and, uh, this and that piece of training, we kind of, um, you know, patch things together to build, um, to build our own business uh, out of this. But our background is rarely starts from this, uh, from, comes from this world. And that's why these are the challenges that we have. We never have a challenge on the creative side. It's always on the project management, the the service delivery, the business side. Yeah, I think just a quick
0: follow-through question. You just touch it because you didn't come, you know, you get a lot of people that work for an agency for a number of years right. as a junior and they build relationships and then they go off on their own or with a partnership with with either another co-founder or a couple of other people they know. But you are like me, Um, you were outside the digital WordPress, digital marketing agency industry. You were a musician and then you gradually, um, I think the consequence of that, I think what a lot of people get burnt out when they're like us to some extent Is they don't realize the amount of effort and the financial strain because you're going to, because you don't have those relationships, you normally have to take on a lot of work, which isn't that well paid and is quite stressful because you're just looking to get work initially. Do you think I'm right about that? And do you think people have got to be realistic and maybe have some money in the bank and realize? It's going to be a real grind for the first year,
1: maybe 18 months. Um, I, I don't like uh, having a backup plan. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that you sh- if you're doing something, you got to go all in. Um, but that being said, um, it is it is expected that you're not going to make any money on your first few projects. Um I didn't. I built websites for $200 that I supposed to charge five grand for, you know, uh, when I first started Uh, and uh, it's fine. I think that's part of the journey. And, and I didn't feel really bad about this back then because I didn't know anything else. You know, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. uh, When, um, when I uh, needed to make more money, that, that is when the pain became real. And that's when I started realizing that I do need to charge more for, uh, for the, um, uh, for the service that I'm providing. That's when I realized that I need to find the right clients. And, you know, it's, it's all a matter of where you are in your personal journey, uh, that leads you to finding those questions. But if you're, if you're not, if you're not feeling the pain, um, then cool, build a portfolio. You know, do whatever. Um, even rely on your spouse for uh, for a couple of months. That that happens as a, as a business owner. That happens sometimes. Uh, and and um, make sure that you have some money saved up for a rainy day because uh, the the agency model is really is like a feast and famine type of model unless you build it properly with care plans and recurrent revenue from the beginning. Uh, but undercharging charging initially. Um, I think it's a good lesson to go through. I I, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade it really.
2: When um, you're thinking through like building a SaaS, like tr- or I guess if you're in the agency world, and you're like, how do I augment this? Like, there's I feel like there's a trend to like go SaaS or recurring revenue, which is kind of almost like a SaaS sort of model in itself, right? Yeah. Um, do you need to? F- find like that unique pain point that only you can solve or like in like, like with, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like with you deciding to go from being an agency to building Atrium, right? Like you found this very unique pain point, decided to solve it. A uh, care plan um, is not necessarily a unique pain point, right? Like it is a solution that a lot of other companies have, Do you think that in today's business climate, is there a need to find this very specific niche that you can own? Or do you think there's plenty of space still in this kind of service model that other people can have just an unequal service to?
1: Right. Um, That's a really good question. I think that depends on your goals. So what what do you aspire to do? Or what wh- where where do you see yourself in five years? In ten years? Uh, for me, we were we we already had a nice uh, flow of cash from recurring uh, customers. To be honest, most of our clients towards the uh, the latter later part of the agency were just the same clients. You know, I, I didn't feel the need of going out there doing cold outreach and, uh, doing, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, sh- shaking elbows, you know, post COVID, um, to, uh, to bring in new business because we were, we, we were um, doing pretty well with that, uh, uh, 50, uh, recurring clients, 100, uh, total clients, you know, that just came back with more stuff. I was nurturing them more than I was, uh, concerned about bringing new people in. Um, but i did wanted to go further so um and this is a super valid model you know some people and and to be honest Steven, this is not something that I, that i realized when i got into the saas game i was under the impression that everyone wants to build a billion dollar company you know uh, how do i get to 100 million arr that's the kind of uh, a question that was burning in my mind um but but a lot of people, and I would say that maybe even uh, um, well more than half of our community are cool with running a small operation uh, with uh, two other folks, you know, along with them, uh, and um, and generating the five, 10k k a month, and that is that is super valid. Um, it's actually um, a, 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 not only that it's that it's easier to do that. Um, it's a lot less stressful, and um you know as opposed to going after a market that or building a product that is innovative that doesn't exist, that you need to train the market, you need to uh bring people in and you need to iterate this and invest a whole bunch of money into this we We invested well more than seven hundred thousand dollars into the product so far and to bring it to where it is today. And that is still nothing compared to when you're looking at uh, some of the big products that are uh, big SaaS companies that are out there. When you're doing scare plans, what are you investing in? Manage WP and Atarim and you're good, you know, that's it.
2: Yeah, that (laughs) bar is a lot lot lower of entry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, everyone needs it. So every person that uh, uh, that uh, you build a website for is a natural fit for going into those additional services. Um, I, I look to this like, um, a, you know, like the dentist model. Um, so, you know, when you go to a dentist, uh, they, they bring you in with this um, free, you know, a checkup, right? Uh, but then they tell you, you got to come in every few months. You got to come in every few months. And every time that you come in, they, they hit you with another thing. Uh, you know, so, um, I see that you're drinking a lot of coffee. Maybe you want to do some whitening. That's like $300 right there. And after you, if you do that, then the next time, um, okay, I see that you had braces when you were a teenager. So it looks like the teeth are moving again. So maybe we'll get you this, uh, uh, Invisalign. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, you know, so that's another two grand. So they they make their profits on the back end, and that is something that an agency um, a, a, or even a freelancer should keep in mind. That uh, you know, the clients are an asset. You know, every time that you acquire a customer, it's an asset that you need to nurture and you need to build. Uh, a, a forever and, and not necessarily go after you know raise a bunch of money and build a, a huge team unless this is what you do this is what i enjoy this is my my passion um i like the hunt i like the game so um, i i like i like this path you know
0: it's um i was listening to lee jackson's podcast um agent Trailblazer, and he was talking about closing down his agency um, because he's got a SaaS product as well um, with a partner. And um, he was—it was a couple uh, weeks ago he discussed that he was closing down the his agency, and he was saying he was finding it very stressful the agency because he was finding that there was a lot of pressure on. Um, the price, but the actual projects were getting more and more complicated,
2: okay.
0: and they were, the, the deadlines were getting more compressed, so it was more complicated projects and more unrealistic time frames. In your community, is this something you've been observing?
1: People talking about, about, um, um, well commoditization of our space is definitely there. You know, unless you find the um, your edge, uh, then you're just going to get commoditized. You're just going to become uh, the flower, not the cake, you know, but uh, you want to be the fancy cake. So if that is building a complex website or maybe like you're doing, Jonathan, building a, a LMS platforms um, or focusing on, um, on SEO optimized websites, or you know, just finding some niche is way better than just just going down and uh, competing on on price. I see that um, eh, eh, the people that do find their their edge have no problem whatsoever charging whatever they uh, they believe is the right uh, price for their model. Uh, then the then most of the industry. Are playing for us the scraps really? Just the um, um comp- like most of the industry is competing with Fiverr and Upwork and uh, and uh, uh, you know Wix and stuff like this. I never considered these platforms as a competitor to to us at the agency. Um, it was to me it was just a step on the on the potential client's journey. Let them go to Fiverr, get burnt, and then I'll pick them up after.
2: Uh, you
0: yeah, know, yeah. Just to, before we go a break, I think you're. I've been thinking about this quite a bit, but and I see it very like the car industry, the car maintenance industry. You you have a certain clientele that have a certain car, and they're just interested in, in getting the cheapest right just it they can find. And then you have people that have slightly better cars and then they're looking more for the competence of the mechanic plus a competitive price, but they're not looking for the cheapest, right? right? And then you have people that bought a brand new BMW or Mercedes and they just send it to the dealership because they, they, they just don't want to handle any of it. And it's, They've got a BM, brand new BMW and a brand new Mercedes, and yeah. I see that with um, they send
1: to the specialist.
0: Well, it's a different attitude, and it, you find a different attitude when, especially when people are making actual money from their website. Um, I've found their attitude about the website totally changes if they are clearly making money. A, results in B, and B is an increase in their bank account. (laughs) Their
1: attitude to their website completely changes. I I I, I agree, but there is is this point that... um... Uh, the the lower tier clients, the ones that just want a website for the sake of having a website, they don't think about making money from the website, so they never even get to this point that it's a that it's a revenue generation machine, um, as it is for a SaaS or for uh, for us, you know, for people that know how to build those funnels, build the uh, get up there on Google and all those stuff. That's right.
0: We're going to go for our break. We'll be back. We'll be discussing all things about somebody that's moved from the digital agency area into SaaS and what he what have some of his problems have been and what tips and insights he's got. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you. And that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Plus, if you go to the WP Tonic website, backlink newsletter, you'll get an amazing deal of the LaunchFlows lifetime deal. I think you almost get a third off, which is just amazing. And it's just an exclusive offer to you, the tribe. Please show your support for LaunchFlows who's a sponsor of the WP Tonic podcast and for the show itself. It's much appreciated. Hi there, folks. Are you involved in the building of new websites or supporting WordPress websites? As a freelancer or agency owner? If the answer is yes, we've got a great tool here, Avereen. As you know, you can waste a tremendous amount of time with email or phone tag with your clients around a new WordPress build-out or supporting multiple websites. It can be a real pain in the posterior. But with Avereem, you get essential interface where clients can log in and with an easy visual interface, they can show you the changes they require. It's a real game changer and it will save a tremendous amount of time and frustration, not only for yourself, for your team, also, Avareem have given us a great offer. It basically, only costs you $1 to try their program. It's really fantastic. If that sounds interesting, go to the WP Tonic website, WP Tonic backlink newsletter, and you'll be able to try this great product, like I say, for just $1. What a fantastic offer. See you soon, folks. We're coming back. You've been listening to a couple of our other great sponsors and I just want to say we are very appreciative of their support of the show and of the tribe. Um, so let's go on with this great interview. Um, so you started A- Ararim, which I butcher every time. It makes you laugh, though, doesn't it? Uh, um, you know, what have been some of the real challenges that you faced faced in, in – because I think you went to the SaaS model straight away, you Because you've been involved in WordPress, and then it, it was a—it's a plugin, but linked to a SaaS model, isn't it? Uh, right. It wasn't uh, like
1: this from the get-go. So we released a plugin. Uh, initially, it was just like a standalone plugin, and I have—I have—I have a few other plugins that are most people don't know about. They're kind of like a. Passive income, really, for me at this point. There's one that, one uh, developer that does the support. Um, I check up on them once a month, uh, but they generate the revenue every every month. So I had a pretty good experience with some some plugins uh, 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 that we built through the agency, even for some clients uh, at the agency. And then we started selling them uh, with their agreement and, and stuff like that. Um, so. Um, So I was like, yeah, let's let's do a plugin, you know. uh, uh, I think I think we we because we built this as a solution for us, we knew that it worked, and it worked like magic, Uh, Jonathan. It was like transformative, you know. It wasn't just like. like a WooCommerce add-on, you know, it's it wasn't a line of code. It was something that really made an impact on my own business. So I so I thought that it could make a, a huge difference to a lot of other people's businesses as well. So we pushed it out as a plugin. Um, about two months in, we saw the need to become a SaaS. <laughs> uh, so uh, and that is from a few from a few aspects. First of all, the, the first thing that led us was the user. And um, the users uh, needed a centralized area to manage all of those communications that were coming on, because basically what Atarim does or what WP Feedback, the plugin used to do, is just you put it on a client's website and, uh, and it allows you to annotate or visually collaborate right on the website itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, uh, that was great. It gave that it removed that barrier uh, of, uh, of communication and collaboration between the client and the, and the agency. Uh, but then the agency still needed to go to each one of their 50 websites, 100 websites, to check what was going on in there, to check the stickers and all of those kind of things. So a centralized area made sense from the user's point of view. And that is what we built. Uh, so we released the plugin in um, like May, and in October, there was already like a Laravel React based, um, dashboard uh, that was, um, uh, that was feeding all of this information there. Um, and you were asking about one of the challenges, and this was an interesting one. And I didn't predict this. Um, we, by October, we knew we were SaaS, right? But everyone saw us as a plugin. And, uh, and and that was a huge challenge because SaaS has a completely different um, costs attached to it. And not only the hosting stuff, but developing, um, developing a, a platform is like a completely different game than developing a plugin. Right, you have to have everything. You build everything from scratch, uh, and not only that, the salaries for the team are much higher than a WordPress developer. Uh, but the, um, but the infrastructure needs to be created from scratch for every single thing that you do. You need you need um, even the basic stuff like a login system, right? Uh, it do- doesn't exist unless you build it. Um, a, you know, a restriction on a, on a feature doesn't exist unless you build it um, with plugins it's a lot easier you have hooks and the, the WordPress framework makes it super easy to build and maintain so that's why a lot of plugins are at a very short, small uh, I, I think the entire industry is underpriced anyway uh, but that's what allows plugins to stay um, rather cheap if you know what I mean uh, compared to cloud based applications So that's why we rebranded. We had, and it took about a a year and a half of of trying to battle it out with users and say, "But we're not a plugin. Why are you saying we're a plugin? You know, stop saying it's a plugin. It's not a plugin. It's a SaaS with a plugin. Like Hotjar has a plugin. Facebook have a plugin to install the pixel. You know." Yeah, I got a quick. I got a quick
0: question about that because you. And it's not a criticism. It's just I'm just interested in your view about this. But you, you're you've emphasising the difference between a plug-in and a SAS. But our yeah. major, you're, you you're sponsoring the show for a period of time. But our biggest sponsor, Castos, they they still offer a plugin, yeah. which is a pod. You know, one of the leading um, WordPress plugins if you if you want to do podcasting right Right. and then they offer this hosted service which is superb by the way i'm not just saying that because they sponsor the show it really is fantastic so they've still got their plugin and they've still got their SaaS business why did you not
1: think you could combine the both right so we do have a plugin but to, uh, we the the plugin is uh is was renamed as the client interface plugin because really that's what it is um it's a tool that you use on the front end to interact with the with the software on the back end and to have all of the stuff that we have inside the agency dashboard built into WordPress that would be crazy you know like uh just from just from the um, um just from the reliability point of view y- you would need like Seventy more plugins to create what we created uh, into into this application, uh, so um, so it had to be like like that. You know, you can't do it in a in a WordPress website uh, that is well, gonna we're, be- uh, We have to
0: discuss that some more in the bonus content. Over to you, Stephen.
2: Yeah, um, <clears throat> before we on, went on break, you were talking about how website development has become a um, commodity. A Commodity, thank you. Uh, a, com- a commodity product. Do you think that um, everything eventually devolves to commodity-based, like will someday user feedback on a website and managing that like devolve to a commodity? Or yes. are there some areas that will never like- be- no,
1: Everything everything gets commoditized over time. Uh, that is the nature of technology. And you just need to be at the forefront and you need to evolve uh, beyond that. So, um, uh, um, you know, you can look at this from a project management point of view. Um, when I when I first started, uh, we were paying a whole lot for project management. Um, you know, for a project management tool. Um, now it's um, um, it's rather cheap. You know. There's, there's a lot of players out there. They raised a the whole bunch of money. It's, um, it, it's cheap. Um, um, with, uh, with what we're doing, um, there are very, very few people out there that are um, trying to do the same type of concept. Um, they go about it in a different way. So my edge was saying, all right, instead of being a feature, which is what uh, you would find uh, in uh, some of the other solutions out there, just, just the feature itself, um, I want it to be the one that consumes the entire problem, and that gives the user a solution that gives them the cake. You know, that gives them a cake with candles on top already lit. You know, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so uh, so so they don't need to worry about anything. You just come in, you plug it in, and you play. Um, it, instead of patching things together, you know, but you know, is is Word, uh, you know, Microsoft Word is commoditized, you know. You can do, use it for free on Google. Uh, they killed it.
2: Do uh,
1: yeah.
2: you think it's important um, as, like, an agency if you're starting to look at building a site, right, like it's becoming that commoditized product that you're talking about? Is it important to find non-commoditized things or do you think... It's a viable strategy to say like, no, we're just going to win the commoditized game. I mean, right. Charmin Ultra does, you know, with the toilet paper brand, uh, Charmin like does like billions of dollars of toilet paper sales. I don't know what right. their profit margin on is on that at all. Um, but is that a, like, is that a viable strategy for an agency to just say like, no, nope, we're going to embrace a co- this commodity thing? Or do you think yeah. it's important for a, for a company to always figure out how to, how to get ahead of that and innovate right. with technology and stuff?
1: So, um, and no, no, it's, it's not a matter of, uh, so if you're a SaaS, or if you're, you know, like a super, um, uh, if you're a technology based tool, yeah, you got to innovate and you got to be, uh, you got to have an edge always. And that's why you can never stop building. But as an agency, you can have a different game. Uh, as an agency, you can be niched down or you, you can be the specialist. And when you're the specialist, you're creating a natural edge already. Uh, but more than that, you don't need many people. You know, you don't need billions of people to become your clients. You don't need millions of people. You don't even need thousands. You just need like uh, a few hundreds over the course of 10 years to make a good living for yourself and for your family. Um, so there's plenty of that out there. As long as you place yourself at a place that is not looking at, you know, someone, if someone was talking to us and saying, what, I can build this myself on weeks Cool. Please go do it. Go ahead. I'll send you a guide on how to do it. <laughs> send them a guide on how to do it. Uh, so that uh, they see how hard it is and come back. and And some didn't, which is fine most of them are not in business anymore you know they were never they were never going to become a long term client the ones that want to run a business they want to rely on professionals to work with them um so um and so you you can become the big agency that that does uh the um, you know like like that's what the yellow pages did you know um they became the the one of the biggest agencies in the world they build websites for 100 200 bucks and um it's a template website you get 10 of them choose this thing what is your color you're good to go and yeah next let's do thousands of them ten thousands millions of them uh, so this is a model but uh I, I think I think this is not really it's more of a productized service than uh than a, than an agency at this point you know yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's fantastic we're gonna continue this reason Great conversation in the bonus content section, which you can watch on the WP Tonic YouTube channel and on the WP Tonic Facebook group page, the Mastermind group page. Um, so, Vito, how can people find out more about
1: your faults and your company and what you're up to? Uh, so um, you can join our Facebook group at uh, the Atarim uh, Web Agencies Community. And you can find me on Twitter, uh, Vito Peleg. And of course, check out atarim.io. If you're building websites for clients, um, we can help you a lot.
0: Yes, and you can get a really special offer if you go to the WP Tonic website, um, strike, newsletter, go there and you'll be able to sign up for the newsletter, but you also will be offered a special deal on Beto's great service as well. Stephen, how can people find out more about you and what you are up to? Uh head over to Hustlefish.com. That's great. I just want to tell you our next week's guest is Morton Henderson from um senior trainer at LinkedIn Learning. Um, A great friend, a personal friend and a great friend of the show like Vito. And we're going to be delving in about the future of e-learning in the medium to the short and medium term. How technology will affect e-learning It's going to be from one of the great experts on it and a great trainer. It's going to be a great conversation. So please join us live for that conversation on the WP Tonic YouTube channel at 9am Pacific Standard Time next Thursday. Um Vito thanks for the conversation. Like I say we'll be continuing this which you'll be able to see in the bonus content. We'll see you next week folks. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.